G'day punters, welcome back to the Exotic Punters podcast. Big weekend of racing coming up. Group 1 racing is well and truly back. Once again, joined by the co-host Darby Walter and Dubs. Good to be back, mate. Yeah, fantastic to be back. Uh, good to see Group 1 Racing return last week in Victoria, of course, with uh, Mr. Brightside doing what he does best, and that is uh, cleaning up in Victoria. What was a test run, wasn't he? He was put under a lot of pressure, but in the end, uh, <clears throat> Willow was able to steer him home, and he added another one to the collection. But a really good weekend of racing, isn't it, this weekend in both Sydney and Melbourne? We've got a lot of our top horses returning. Probably none better than uh, Imperatrice, which is uh, interesting. Obviously, we'll discuss that later, but uh, it's going to be a fantastic weekend of racing. Yeah, absolutely, Darby. It's great to have the good horses well and truly back in now, kicking off their autumn assault. Uh, bit of news from the week, though, Darby. Lofty Strike uh, has been retired off to stud uh, after a few injuries. Um, yeah, one we'll definitely miss here on the podcast. Yeah, I think it was off to Swettenham Stud from memory uh, heading into next year. But yeah, disappointing, I suppose, for for the connections and Julius Sander that uh, he wasn't able to get that Group 1 victory. We know, obviously, came very, very close. I think it was runner-up in the Oakley a year ago uh, from memory. Uh, definitely probably was the, the heavy favourite, I suppose, heading into the Goodwood in, in Adelaide in May. Uh, but then got a, a really unsuitable soft seven that day and still ran pretty well. But, uh, yeah, probably a bit of a what-if horse, I think, and there's a lot of them in racing. But um, certainly one that you would think had things gone a little bit differently, I think there would be a group one uh, trophy in the cabinet. But uh, still an excellent horse and uh, you'd imagine will be one that will be desired in the breeding industry. Yeah, absolutely, Darby, an absolutely impeccable breeding of the horse. Um, and we'll kick off into the races now, Derby. We've, we'll start off at Randwick. We've got some really nice races up there. We'll start off in race five. It's the Group 2 Expressway Stakes over the 1,200 metres for the sprinters. We've got Bunez Notches on the first line of betting at $2.10, followed by King of Sparta, $2.60. Uh, James McDonald on board there following a scintillating win at the Gold Coast um, in the Magic Millions Carnival. We've also got Gold Mole resuming his autumn campaign as well. Um, and then there's a bit of a drop-off back to Cole Crusher, uh, who, of course, won, I think, was it the Gong or um, maybe no, the, the Hunter? Hunter. The, yeah, Hunter. the Hunter, yeah, that was the one. So, yeah, a bit of an interesting race. I think the top two in the betting derby, I think it's a bit of a two-horse race with those two. Brunas Notches came second behind Imperatrice and looks really hard to beat in this race if he's... Uh, arrive fit enough for his first up assignment. <clears throat> yeah, well, that form is uh, is definitely the best form heading into the race. Obviously, you know, you've got the 1,200 metres. Obviously, it's down the straight, but uh, still, that's against the probably the best sprinters we've got to offer, maybe aside from I wish I win that day and probably Giga Kick in the, in the uh, champion sprint, and, you know, he's run second. So that form's excellent. Obviously, was uh, also ran uh, eighth in the Everest Golden Mile probably wants a bit further. Generally, uh, generally runs probably his, his better races over the 1,400 metres. Um, King of Sparta obviously did have a, a good win uh, on the Gold Coast on Magic Millions Day. But uh, if you look last spring, just really struggled to get the job done. Was very close numerous times to winning. Um, ran fourth behind Think About It. Ran second behind Star Patrol. 
uh, and then ran second behind Cole Crush in the Hunter. But you would definitely think just on form uh, and I suppose it's always difficult when they're all first up because it's really not – it's just a – a race to get get things get moving heading into the uh, the autumn, but uh, probably got to have Buda's Notches on top. Nashville a book to ride, drawn six, uh, but really it's not one I'm really looking to delve into from a betting perspective. Two dollars <clears throat> is probably too short for my liking, but um, yeah, look, I think Buda's Notches has to be on top. Yeah, I agree, Darby. I think he'll be hard to beat. Um, as I said, if he's first up for the run. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a good race, and hopefully he can kick off his uh, his autumn assault in uh, nice fashion. Is he probably going to go towards a TJ, and then potentially an all-age stakes after that? Uh, but we'll move on to race seven now. It's the Group Two Apollo Stakes over the fourteen hundred meters. We've got multiple Group One winners in this race resuming uh, for their first up assignment. So we've got Fangirl on the first line of betting, obviously winning that King Charles the Third Stakes over the mile. Uh, in the spring, uh, then going on to a bit unlucky in the Cox Plate and was a little underwhelming in the Champions Mile at Flemington. She's $2.30, Sean Barry 8 If uh, J-Mac can get in there with a nice run. Um, she maps for a nice run. I think she's the best horse in the race. Um, we've also got Militarized at $4.80, first run since that Cox Plate, uh, which was I thought was a little bit underwhelming and potentially um, maybe he's not as good as we thought, Darby. Uh and also, think it over. He trialed nicely uh, his last couple step outs, which has been pleasing to see. He's back for another campaign, and hopefully, we see some more wins from him this campaign, uh, as well as Cascadian, the old uh, Marvel for Godolphin. Uh, only had the one run in the spring, was a, which was a little bit surprising, uh, and it was quite a nice run, I thought, behind um, um, in the spring. But, um, yeah, I think, look, I think Fangirl is going to be mightily hard to beat in this race. I have to agree. Um, I think you just have to look at, I suppose, the performances of Fangirl during the spring last year. And I think that King Charles uh, stakes is probably the, the, the best we've ever seen her. And that was probably, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was a better rating than we'd seen from Mr. Brightside. I think a better rating than we'd seen from uh, Animo at any stage of his career. So it was a super performance from Fangirl that day. And as you said, uh, you know, in respect to the competitors, she's definitely performed uh, at a higher level than any of them. Militarize is definitely the X factor in the race, and you're getting 440 for him. Um, as you said, the, the Cox play performance well, it was only 2.3 lengths off Romantic Warrior, which is still all right. And, that track on the Caulfield Guineas Day was not, uh, you know, advantageous to horses that may get a little off speed. So I'm happy to see Miltrize. I'm not going to, you know, write him off yet. He's certainly been boomed as a, a serious horse going forward. Um, and this is an opportunity for him to, to get a, a Group 1 win at weight for age level, of course, because the field isn't that strong. And you would think that, uh, I know Cascadian think it over, are good horses, but they're certainly not a fangirl's level. So um, just look at the numbers for fangirl. I mean, three from six over the uh, the distance, the 1,400, and then, of course, also um, has only missed a placing once first up in her career. So it ticks a lot of boxes. Uh, drawn eight, I don't think that's a concern, and J-Mac should be able to get her in the right position. And uh, I think definitely one of the better bets on the day when you look at the opposition. Uh, Cascadian. Super consistent horse. Wouldn't be surprised. I think $13 is 
he's a little bit overs for, for him, to be honest, when you've got thinking over at seven. I don't think there's a $6 gap between them. Um, but, yeah, well, time will tell. But I'll, I'll have uh, Fangirl on top for me at this stage. I think, again, she's probably the, the, the classier mare uh, in the race. Yeah, I like it, Darby, and I'm with you. It seems like we're uh, thinking very much alike so far on this podcast, but we'll move on to race eight now. It's the Group 2 Lightfinger Stakes for the three-year-old Phillies. Tis Invincible's on the first line of betting at the moment, $3.70, your favourite. Uh, but the one I'm really interested in, Darby, is the number three, Learning to Fly. She's having her first start since jumping favourite in the Golden Slipper. Um just under a year ago where Chad Schofield famously uh, fell off. Um, and yet she uh, she looks a very exciting prospect, obviously, by Champion Stallion, Justify. Um, they're flying at the moment. And Stormboy, another Justify cult, he's favourite for the slipper at the moment. So he's flying as a stallion. And I really want to be with learning to fly here. $4.20, I think it's a good quote. And if she does win and run well, I think she'll be jumping a lot shorter in the um, – Group one surround stakes in a couple of weeks' time. So potentially future play there um, before she jumps. She'll be a lot shorter when she wins on Saturday. Yep. Um, look, I, I, can't, I can't act as if I love these three-year-old fillies races. They've generally got a lot of opportunity, uh, horses that can win, and this one's no different. I mean, you just go through the race. You've got Kamachi, as you said, Tiz Invincible, Loon to fly, Mumbai Moose. We've also got... Fasil, Arctic Glamour, um, Autumn Ballet. So there's a lot of horses in this race that can run a very good uh, performance on their day. Um, I sort of have to agree with you a bit there on Learn to Fly. I mean, as you said, before before she uh, was, you know, had that unfortunate incident uh, in the Golden Slipper, she was three from three. And that form, and it was, it was a really good three from three, just looked to be uh, a horse that was going to be really competitive going forward in that two-year-old season. Misses the spring. It was just a really unfortunate incident. Chad Schofield's back in the saddle. Drawn 13, which will require a bit of tactical now from, from him, but I expect him to be able to get him in a good, her in a good position and uh, expect, uh, I know, first up, first run in almost a year. So a lot to ask to, to come out and win this race against this sort of opposition, but judging from uh, her first three performances, he certainly can do it. Um, I think the horse I'm interested in watching is Arctic Glamour. I, I was really booming early in the spring and then sort of faded off a bit with the uh, performances in the back end, of course, around fifth in the Caulfield Guineas. Uh, sorry, the 1,000 Guineas. Um, and first up has a, has a pretty strong record. It's not really a race I want to bet in. Um, if I had to have anything on top... I'd probably have learning to fly because I'm getting a, a better price for, for her than I am for Tizimids when I think they're probably the top two um, in the race. Yeah, like it, Darbs. Well, let's go down to Flemington now, Darb. We've got a really exciting day of racing uh, in Melbourne on Saturday. It's the Group 3 CSA Stakes. We'll kick off with 1,400-metre race for the three-year-olds uh, where we've got multiple Group 1 uh, winners resuming. Um and lots of Group 1 runners resuming as well. Riff Rocket, the number one, is $6.50, the VRC Derby winner. Uh, and King Colorado's the favourite, $3.20 at the moment. Mark Zara aboard, drawn barrier nine. Uh, he was really good first up, and I was really impressed with his run over the 1,200 metres. 
um, coming from last to round up the field and uh, hit the line really nicely in that run. So I'm actually keen to be with him here. Uh, but moving on to a few other runners, Otago the uh, undefeated Colt. He's a really interesting horse in the race, um, the undefeated Galloper for Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. Um, he's $4.40 at the moment. John Barry, three. Benny Mellon on board. Maps for a gun run. It's just a question whether he's up to this class. I think $4.40 is a bit under the odds at the moment. Um, I'm happy to see him run around at that type of quote. But Dad resumes from its VRC derby run. $10, the Justifier gelding. Um, interesting to see him run around. I think he'll be a little bit better over the 1,600-meter trip, potentially 2,000 meters if that's his go. But um, I just think he just didn't really stay in the derby. But for me here, the one I want to be with is the number two, King Colorado, $3.20. I think that's some good value, and I was really happy with his first up run, um, and I think he'd be one of the feeder horses in the race. Yep. Uh, as uh, I think it's hard to disagree with you on King Colorado. It was an excellent first up run. I suppose the question is going to be how many of these horses are sort of looking for a bit further. You'd certainly think Riff Rocket is probably wanting a little bit further than 1,400. I, I don't know whether you agree or not. Um, I think Ambassadorial, um, although it did have some good wins over this track, is it quite up to, to this level? I, I mean, the 1,400... Um, did pretty well at Sandown in the in the early part of the spring last year. I suppose the the good thing about Ambassadorial is he, you know, was a really super trial at Geelong, which uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. But uh, I'm not sure whether he's quite up to this grade. Uh, you're getting $26 to find out, though. And as you said, Vidad um, is also probably looking for a little bit further. So once again, I, I find myself agreeing with you, which I don't know whether it's a concern or not, but King Colorado does have that fitness and... Uh, as you said, you know you run second at a in a in a group three, you know, three level. Um, Stapati was pretty disappointing that day, and Brave Man was good, but just the way he hit the line, uh, I, I like a lot of it. I think Kiramar's got him flying at this stage, uh, and yeah, three dollars seems to be a pretty good price when you just look at probably most of the competitors are horses that either we're not sure can perform at the level or are probably looking for a little bit further. So. To me, that's a pretty good play. Yeah, I like it, Darby. Great minds are thinking alike at the moment. Um, you mentioned Stapati's run in his first up assignment, something we failed to mention earlier. He's actually out for the Autumn Carnival um, and potentially resumes at the back end of it and maybe into the Winter Carnival in Queensland. So a bit of news there as well, uh, which is disappointing for all racing fans. Um but we'll move on to the Group 1 Black Caviar Lightning Stakes over the 1,000 metres down the flame, famous Flemington Strait, um, where, of course, Imperatriz is your short price favourite on the first line of being $1.95 we're getting at the moment. Um, a very short quote for what was quite an underwhelming trial um, just a few weeks ago, Darby. We've also got Private Eye, $5. He's back for another campaign. Uh, always good to see him running around. Bella Nipotina, $6.50. Uh, she's back, coming back from that uh, Champions Sprint as well. Espiona, bit of an interesting runner here. Uh, first time 1,000 metres down the straight for her. She did run in that uh, Champions Sprint. Ran quite well, only two lengths behind Imperatrice. Represents a bit of value at $18. Bit of a question mark around the 1,000 metres, though. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see her run around as well. I really like her, the Melbourne way around. I think she's a good straight horse. 
Cylinder, the three-year-old colt for golfing, and James Cummins. He's resuming down the straight. Awesome first up record. Loves a good service. Distance, a bit of a question mark. He's only had the one start for a second. Um, and I don't know about him down the straight, Dubs. I uh, I thought his runs in the Coolmore um, was a bit underwhelming. So a bit of a question mark there. But a horse that does love the straights, I am unstoppable. Jerome Barrier, three. Jamie Carr on board, $7.50. Uh, so he'll be storming home late. But, look, it's a quite a tough race, Derby. I know Imperatriz is the best horse. Uh but she just doesn't represent a lot of value, I think, at the dollar ninety-five quote. Her trial wasn't really that pleasing. Uh, but look, she's the best horse in the race. So for that reason, I'm going to stick with her. Do I recommend launching into it? Uh, not really. Uh, but yeah, it's probably a race. I'll probably have a couple of interest bets and just sit back and enjoy the racing derby. But hopefully, Imperatrice gets the job done because she's a fantastic. Uh, mare, and I think it's always great for racing when we've got these champion mares running around winning races. Yeah, I think you're not wrong about the, the trial for Imperatrice, but the, the thing that I suppose when you look at the rest of the uh, the opposition for her is, is who, which of them is really favoured to run a really strong 1,000 metres down the straight? And I'm struggling to find a lot. I mean, Private Eye um, has, has never won down the 1,000. Um, you've also got uh, the astrologist who we know is a, a, obviously a straight freak, but we're probably maybe a little bit past his best. Bella Nipatina, although has finished in the placings a lot, has only finished once down the thousand, uh, one once down the thousand. Um, Espiona, I think, is much better over the 1400. Um, Cylinder, you've got queries about whether or not he can run a, a good race down the straight. So, the only one really that you've probably got faith in is I'm unstoppable. So for me, um, it'd be if you're happy to stick with Imperatrice uh, and you may even get a better price, you might get $2. And if you do, I don't think that's a bad play, to be honest, and um, stick with that. And if you're looking to take her on, I think your best option is definitely I'm unstoppable at $7.50. Uh, the rest for me have too many concerns uh, and queries about running a really strong 1,000 metres down the straight to put a financial investment on them beating probably the best sprinter, well, definitely the best sprinter in Australia in my view, and maybe even the world in Imperatries. Yeah, Darby, spot on there, I think. Um, everything you just said is absolutely spot on. Imperatries, if you want a bit of value, I'm unstoppable. Well, let's move into our best bets now, Darby. Uh I thought it was a bit challenging trying to find a best bet this weekend. Um, and we obviously got off to a flyer last weekend with our best bets. Uh, have you found a Have you found a best bet for us this weekend? Yeah, there were some tough watches last week, wasn't there, in the best bets. I thought Asphora was just absolutely going to storm home. A bit of a query on Asphora's performance last week. I don't know about you. It was a bit disappointing the way uh hit the line. I was sort of outmatched a bit, but... Uh, time will tell. It'll be interesting to see what price we get next race. But back to uh, this week's events. And uh, we are going to a horse that we've already discussed, and that is a uh, Fangirl in race seven in the Apollo Stakes at Ramwick. As I said before, I think uh, aside from Militarise, I think uh, he's her main competitor. I think she's probably still a, a step above Think It Over, Cascadian. Uh, a wizard over, she's a wizard over the 1400, and she's probably... You know, I mean, you would put her in the Mr. Brightside type category of uh, middle distance runners in Australia. So 
for me, 230 is a pretty good price considering he got a dollar eighty last week for Mr. Brightside, and I thought there were more queries about him than there are about Fangirl, and you're getting a better price. So that is my best bet. Race seven, number eight, Fangirl at Roundwing. Yeah, love a derby. Bit of a wizard over the trip. I like that quote. Um, I'm going to go to Flemington, race six, number two, Molly Nickers. Um, this horse resuming for its first up assignment. I thought she was all right in the uh, Group 1 flight stakes um, in September. Bit unlucky, a bit of a questionable ride there uh, in that race. Um, but, yeah, Ben Mellon on board, Barry 11, probably needs a little bit of luck, but I love the $3.30. I think she's the best horse in the race. Uh, and, yeah, so she's going to be my best bet of the day. Yeah, like it, like it a lot. It's um, was just saying to you before we discussed that I couldn't believe that race was a Group 3, considering where some of those horses are stepping up from, and Molly Nickers is the only one, I think, with, a, with an open grade win. But... Uh, uh, looking ahead to other races for the $100 challenge, I'm just going to do a, a Trixie this week. Um, my strategy is, these are the horses I've got in it. So I've got uh, King Colorado, Fangirl, and I've also got Imperatries. That's my play for the weekend. I think those three should all be fairly difficult to beat. Obviously, Imperatries are getting a short price, but I've just got too many queries about her opposition to, to not, uh, have a bit of a play on it. Fair enough, Darby. I'm going to be having three bets for my $100 challenge. Uh, I'm going to have $50 on Molly, Nick- Molly Nickers, uh, $25 on Learning to Fly, mm-hmm. and another 25 on Fangirl. So sticking with the Phillies and Mares this week, Darbs, um, yeah, I'm pretty confident in all three of those horses to get the job done. So hopefully uh, a bit of a bounce back this week from last week. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't disappointing last week. I mean, we found a few. We found Yonce. We found Mr. Brightside, another Will, although those two were very short. But it was, yeah, it was sort of frustrating, wasn't it? We There was a lot of uh, runners that you came in, you looked at the prices of them, and you thought, geez, we, this could be a very good day financially. And we were, you know, a, a head or two away from having a really successful day. And unfortunately, that's racing. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. But, uh, yeah, a bit harder, I feel, this week than last week. But, you never know. Sometimes the days that are harder, you often uh, can run away successfully. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, it's just the great game, isn't it, Dubs? Well, partners, thanks for tuning in again this week. Hopefully we've found some winners, and it's just great to be back uh, well and truly into Group 1 racing. 